When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the show and go with Jimmy and Drew on SEN. Hello and welcome to the show and go on SEN with Jimmy and Drew. It's Sunday morning and this is all of your rugby rap. Drew Mitchell, how is your Sunday morning this morning? And that would be because it has been quite a day at Aqua Rugby yesterday for both of us. Now, it was a big day. Drew Mitchell himself was out there catching balls from a helicopter. What about this? There we go. He's oh, hello, on. Hello, hello, A couple hello. of technical issues, but we're, we're good. We're, I mate, look, Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Couldn't be brighter. Yeah. Obviously, the weather's not too good outside, but we had some perfect weather yesterday for Acker Rugby in, uh, in there at Manly Harbour, and a great day, but we'll get into that. Um, but otherwise, make another good round of, uh, of of rugby. Yeah. Super Rugby Pacific, Super W kicked Super off. Super W. Plenty to chat about, and we've also got a couple of guests coming uh, yeah. coming up on the show as well, Jimmy. Absolutely we do. We've got a rock star lineup this morning. We've got Michael Hooper, Wallaby's captain, and Wallaroo's captain, Grace Hamilton. So it's a stellar show we've got on our hands there, Drew. Hey, we're in some good company. So we'll catch up with them in terms of what they're up to. Michael Hooper, obviously, at the moment, not playing. He's injured, uh, but we'll chat about when we can see him back. Mm-hmm. And also Grace Hamilton and uh, her return because she's coming back from an injury. Absolutely. Played off the bench yesterday for the Super W, uh, the Waratahs uh, team against, or Victorious Waratahs team against the Brumbies. So, mm-hmm. yeah, plenty to catch up with those two guests, but also uh, plenty, plenty of other things to talk about as well. Fantastic to see Super W back. Well, that brings us to our tight five, the top five stories going around in rugby at the moment. Kicking it off, Drew, James O'Connor, an absolute masterclass. Oh, he was so impressive. So impressive on Friday night against the Western Force over in, in Perth. and The first uh, home game that they had for a very long time, obviously, with uh, the the restrictions and the wall that they put up between them and the rest of the country, and that's now down. So they're able to, everyone was able to travel across and uh, and, and play over there in, in, in Perth. But James O'Connor, just the, the time that he had on the ball, and like he orchestrated pretty much everything that was good about the Queensland Reds uh, on Friday night. The way he was able to put the ball in two hands, get Kyle Godwin to bite in three different occasions, get him to bite in, which then meant he was able to hold the ball up put the little uh, delayed pass, Fraser McWright was a beneficiary. There was, there was a number of tries that he uh, that, it, that he orchestrated. Also, that little kick in the corner to Josh gorgeous. Fluke was absolutely a, gorgeous. Yeah, that was a, and also a you know really tidy piece of finishing from Fluke as well. But yeah. just the the way that he held it up, knew that or saw that the uh, Western Force committed themselves to the, the defensive line, a bit of space in behind, like everything that James O'Connor did on Friday night was just mature. You've pl- you've played with James O'Connor a bit. How yeah. was it playing outside James, or he might have been at fullback at the times that you you've played with uh, with James at the Wallabies level? Uh, yeah, no, he bounced around a little bit. Uh, bit of ten, bit of twelve, bit of fullback. I also played with him at Toulon as well. Um, of course, for for a number of years as well. So, mate, I, I think it's, it's been pretty well documented in terms of like the journey that he's been on, and um, 
where he was as a young, confident young fellow, and then uh, in where he is now, and you know, played number ten for the Wallabies against the British and Irish Lions, and I think probably now he's better suited as a ten. Yep. I think in those times, as a bloke, it was about James, and I think as a player, it was about James. So as a ten, you probably don't need necessarily need someone like that. Um, whereas now he's matured a little bit more, and he's more about others and putting others first and team, and 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 that has complemented his game really well because he now looks for for others and the op- like the options and, and the opportunities to create for others yeah. before he looks for himself, for himself. Ra- rather than just sort of, you know, what we saw in probably 2010 was he'd look for himself first and then try and offload or, 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 or just bail out with, with others. But yeah, really mature performance. And uh, look, I'm, I'm really proud of uh, where, where he's at. How big is the change from the old James O'Connor to the new one? Mate, it's huge. It's huge. Um, I, I think probably bigger off the field than, than on the field, but like he seems it, quite zen. Yeah, and you see the influence he has uh, on the team around him as well. Like he's he's got a presence out in that field, and uh, I think when when he's out there, the the rest of the team get a, a real big sort of um, confidence boost from that. But yeah, really, as a masterclass, you said yeah, it absolutely. as a masterclass from James on Friday night. Next up in the tight five, Super W kicks off and we saw the New South Wales Waratahs women get up down in Canberra in an impressive performance. I think that's 16 wins in a row for that New South Wales Waratahs team. Star performance from Mahalia Murphy as per usual. Mate, good to see Super W back. Awesome to see Super W. Also good to see the Fijiana, the uh, the Fijian Drawers um, women's team and they smoked the Rebels. Jeez, you wouldn't want to be a Rebel supporter this weekend. No, you wouldn't. No, you oh. wouldn't. No, no. Ter- oh, yeah. Terrible start to the season Smelly. across both teams. Yeah. Oh, awful. Just, yeah, 66-5, I think it was, for the uh, the Fijiana uh, women's team uh, up against the Rebels. And then, obviously, the men's losing to the Fijian Drew. But we'll get yeah. to that. Oh, we'll get there. We'll yeah, get there. I'm sure we'll probably talk about them in our hot and cold section. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I think I know which direction we're going there. Yeah. Next up. Aqua Rugby. Mate, this is your baby. And, and I, baby. I must say, uh, mate, congratulations on the weekend. Got through some adversity on Friday. We did. Weren't able to get the pitch across um, mm. the harbour because the swell was too, was too dangerous. But the way that it came together yesterday was just epic. Um, yeah, it was awesome. I can't imagine what you were going through throughout the, the course of the day. Uh, I, I had some anxiety just trying to organise tickets for my brothers and, and, and my girl and, 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 and friends and everyone. And... That was giving me enough anxiety, let alone, you know, the amount of calls that you would have had and little things that you would have, you know, problems you would have had to solve along, along the day. But oh, yeah. the way that, uh, like, the the clouds opened up, we got some sunshine. It was a beautiful it was day. Footy. It was good footy. It was footy. good footy on it the was, pontoon. It was hard-hitting footy. And that's, yeah. that, that was, it was amazing to see it come to life. Yeah, and mate. Aqua rugby is a thing. It sure is. Yeah. It sure is. And I'd like to thank Drew for... Lending me a sip of his Powerade today, which he wasn't willing to do earlier after. <laughs> Mate, this is, this, is, this is liquid gold for me right now. Terrible, terrible. Next up, Lucan. Yeah, Lucan Salakai Loto uh, deciding to go play in uh, Northampton in the can UK. Can you blame him? In the premiership? No, I don't think you can. I think we, like we touched on it as well, and this is where the, the policy around players playing overseas and how many you're going to pick I think is flawed because I just think – Players' motivation these days is just different. Like it used to be just about the jersey, yeah, but it's not now. Like, and you can't be upset with it. That's just the generation that of, of players and people that they are now. Right, when everything's readily available, and it's now a professional sport where you can support your family, not just in the current year but the years to come. Like now, money 
and supporting your family is a genuine motivation. So if there's an opportunity to do that by playing overseas, then people are going to take that, which is exactly what Lucan Solakailoto is doing. It's the modern game. We it, the, the game is getting more and more professional, and, and that's that's what can hamstring rugby sometimes because it was unprofessional. Mm. Up until around, I think, 1993. Yeah, t- yeah, the back end of the 90s when it really turned professional. Yeah. But, but the, the lure of the jersey is just not enough now. Like, and, and people might be upset by me saying that, but the reality is is that people will go and pl- like will choose to play overseas in the, in the, the understanding that they may not play for the Wallabies. Mm. Be- but, you know, 800000 900000 a million dollars for the next, you know, two, three years at least, perhaps after that, it's just too – it's – it's too luring for them, so that's where I think the the policy is flawed. Mm. Will I think? Will we see only three players picked? No, I think Dave Rennie will get what he wants if he wants more players. They'll. You really you, think so? Uh, I think. I, I think they'll have to. I think they're, they're saying it I now. Know this is a stickling point for you. I, I think they're saying three just to try and keep as many players here in Australia as possible. But I think if Dave Rennie really wants to go out there, and he's based, you know, his jobs. He's judged on performance, right? And he's he's got to go out there and, and win a World Cup. So he'll he'll do much like Michael Checker did in twenty fifteen and twenty nineteen. But he'll pick the team he wants. Do you think that Dave Rennie was a part of that process with the Rugby Australia board? I think he would have been across it, but I think Dave Rennie would have been saying, oh, "That's fine, but if I need more than three, I'm picking more than three. Okay. And that's where there's that 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 bottom line that not many people have been talking about extenuating circumstances, and they might be. Rugby World Cup 2023, I need to yeah. pick more than three players. Yeah, I think we're going to see something like that. Anyway, we didn't want to get onto that. But no, yeah, Luke, well, but, we, we, we know it Luke, fires you up. Luke, Luke Khan obviously signed to go overseas, but then also getting the uh, the captaincy role. Uh, to, he captained the side of the Reds against the Force uh, on uh, Friday night because Liam Wright was injured, Tate McDermott re- was injured, mm. the, the co-captains uh, of, of the Reds this year. But unfortunately, like three minutes in, Lucan did his ankle. Looks mm. like synesmosis. Oh. It's a bit of a captain's curse at the moment. It is up at the Reds. Well, would, up, would, yeah. If Brad Thorne tapped you on the shoulder and said, mate, I want you to captain us, <laughs> would you say yes or would you say, oh, I'd rather not get injured? Yeah, I'd, I'd leave it because <laughs> I'd prefer the chap to captain the Tars. But I wouldn't <laughs> want to... I wouldn't want to take Jakey Gordon's job. He's doing a phenomenal job in leadership yeah. there. Uh, last up on the tight five, Fiji in yeah. Drua. First win in Super Rugby Pacific. How good is that to see? Mate, it was, it was amazing. Uh, and probably a little bit earlier than we probably a lot of people expected, given that they're a new team, a new franchise coming in, a very, very uh, young team, inexperienced team in terms of professional uh, competition um, experience. But they was they were good. Yeah, and they look good. And and the way they won the, the way they won it as well, like the the style of play, I think is gonna Make the Fijian and draw everyone's second team. Uh, they've got everyone talking. It's exciting, but I tell you who's not everyone's second team. That's the Melbourne Rebels right now. It is a horror show going on down in Melbourne at the moment. Now, if you want to call in and discuss footy with Drew and myself, Jimmy Galvin, call in on 1300 01 1170. This is Jimmy Galvin and Drew Mitchell on The Show and Go on SEN. You're listening to The Show and Go with Jimmy and Drew on SEN. Mitchell. Now, if you want to text in and you want to chat footy with myself and Drew, text us on 0457-736-736. Now, Drew, this has been an interesting week in Super Rugby. It's time for the Super Rugby wrap. Now, kicking it off, mate, what did you think of the Force Reds game? 
Mate, I thought it was, it was a pretty good game. Uh, it took a little while for the game to sort of find its rhythm. There's a bit of issues, sort of scrum time early on, but then, uh, yeah, then once it sort of found its its way, James O'Connor, like we've already mentioned, just really orchestrating things. Uh, the, the force were gritty, like we always sort of expect. We've come to expect from the Western Force, uh, but the, the, I think the class of the Reds by the end, like in the back end of that second half really sort of shone through and they were just too dominant for the Western Force. We, we probably need to touch on the fact also that I just I didn't like reading going into that game that the Western Force sanctioned a couple of guys for having a glass of wine mm. with their meal on a flight. How, how hardly sanctioned were they? Well, I mean, two players were stood down for the game, which obviously makes it more difficult going to the Reds' clash. Greg Holmes was the other player that was uh, involved. So Andrew Reddy and Brian Rolston were uh, the two that were stood down. And Greg Holmes, who's 38, yeah. and not allowed to have a glass of wine with a meal on a flight all the way oh, back to the oh, Perth. Like, I mean, I understand about building a culture and setting standards and all that sort of thing. They're, they're, and they're, um, Michael Hod, uh, Hodjo, yeah. Matt Hodgson, sorry, came out and said there was nothing wrong. There was no – no one was out of line. No one was drunk. No one was – but that creates headlines. Surely that's a distraction that I, the club has created for itself. Surely that can be handled in-house. Well, I just don't even think it needs to be handled. It's like a couple of guys having a glass of wine. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, we're adults here. Well, Greg Holmes is 38. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, they've had more liquid than got, I have this morning. He's with, got kids uh, that are that almost power. allowed to have a glass of wine. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's, I understand it's trying to, you know, create a culture and all that, but I don't understand that. Like, that's just overzealous. And that, that's actually going the other way, right? I was just about to say, it, is, is, is that counterculture? Is yeah. It, can like, that create rifts? And, apparently like, it was a, a player-sanctioned um, oh. decision, which I'm like, I don't want to be playing with guys that, like, sanction me for a glass of wine. Like, Have you had that before? Um, well, a glass of wine. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> no yeah, play, like play, self, self player Player-driven stuff, yeah. But, yeah. The, but also, like, common sense. <laughs> like, if someone's gone out and unable to, Front up, they they're late to the the plane, or they're mm. they're you know like they're they're bringing the, the the team in disrepute because of their actions on the plane. None of that happened. Yeah, like, and then you're going into a, a clash against the Reds. You've just you've just had a win against the Rebels. You got some momentum, so then you clip yourself at the heels by by like by by standing a couple of players yeah. down. And like Greg Holmes wasn't stood down because there wasn't enough front row death uh, depth. Yep, and he'll have like a a sanction that. They'll come up with, I guess, this week. But yeah. anyway, just this. Yeah, like, that's tough. I, I, I shake my head at that. I just don't get it. Yeah. Well, look, what I don't shake my head at was Friday night's game. Uh, Moana Pacifica in their first game in Super Rugby up against the Crusaders. Finally, we got to see them. Toughest test you can get for your first game. And um, they scored the first points of the game. Yeah, they did. Got over for the first try. Like, they, they were strong. Like, I, it was, what, 15 minutes in, still nil all. And then uh, probably against the run of play, a good little break upfield. Got it deep into the Crusaders' half, and then they had all the momentum crossed over on the right-hand side, and at, everyone was like, hang on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> this What's is the Crusaders. Have they not got the memo? Like, the Crusaders are the most successful Super Rugby team in history. Um, but then, again, their, their, their sort of class shone through, and in the end, coming over uh, sort of victorious there, 33-12. But a pretty impressive uh, performance. Probably going into that game, people – a little bit worried. They obviously missed the two games because of the COVID situation over there in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. But then also their, their performances in the trial games were probably a little bit concerning. Yes, yes, I thought but, the same. But what they put out there on Friday night was really impressive and, and a lot to be, uh, yeah, like 
to look forward to. And yeah, yeah we, I think big things coming for Moana Pacifica. I'm excited. I'm excited for rugby in the Pacific with the inclusion of that team, as yep. well as the Fiji and Drua, who were our next game up uh, against the Rebels and got the win, their first win in Super Rugby. Um, an impressive and exciting outfit, the Fiji and Drua. Yeah, the way they play uh, is exciting. Um, their intent to run, to, to offload, their footwork is just silky. Um, and yeah, like I said, like I think there'll be a lot of people's uh, favourite team outside of whoever they support, right? Like everyone's sort of second favourite team. Rebels, what is going on? Oh, like, well, my God. We, we said it after the first week, or dropping Carter Gordon after the first week, it me to me just reeked of it's a bad move. Not knowing what's going on. There's and like there's not, no plan. Not backing your players and no plan. Like, and then three weeks in, they're losing to to Fiji and Drua, and not just like losing. Like it's pretty convincing. Would you? I mean, would, I, I would you be worried for the the Kiwi teams coming up for for that for the Melbourne Rebels this yeah, year? Yeah, I mean, I the Rebels for a long time have had a really impressive list. Yeah, and have just not been able to do anything with it. Like I'm. I just I don't I don't, I don't know it's it's concerning. Mm, it sure is. Um, but at the same time, don't want to take away from Fiji because they they were really impressive. Absolutely. Uh, and we did have a, a couple of games across the ditch as well. We had a uh, a tight one with the Blues versus the Chiefs. With the Blues getting up uh, at twenty four twenty three with a shot at goal at the end to win. No, no, Chiefs had a shot at goal to, to win and they missed. Yeah, yes. so uh, Blues got away with that one. Probably uh, a lot of people were sort of saying they didn't really deserve it, but. If you're up at the end of the game, you deserve what you get. So, And then also uh, the Hurricanes, 21-14 over the Highlanders as well. So some good footy across the board in both New Zealand and Australia over the weekend. Yep. And uh, and then we, of course, had the Waratahs versus the Brumbies. And that one was down at GIO Stadium in Canberra. And uh, it, was a, it was a good game. Uh, takes- and with it, you know, I think, uh, I, I think it's, it's good signs for the Waratahs still. Yeah, it is. I think we've got uh, some some highlights of, um, of of the weekend's play, and then we'll have a bit of a chat about that. Yep. Take stopping. Valentini with a second effort gets there. Frost picking going. Frost for the try. Nick Frost makes it 15-6. Valentini's there for the Brumbies. Valentini away for White. Ride for Simone. Straightening. Irae Simone under the sticks away for Donaldson, Donaldson pops for Bell, sparkling passing in tricky conditions and the Tars are back in the contest, it's a room and cuts them open, Harris in support, Donaldson away for Harris, Harris is there, Brumbies put it into it at home, it's another victory, for the Brumbies at GIO 27-20. Yes, indeed, an interesting game. And to help us talk about that, on the line we have Wallabies captain Michael Hooper. Hoops, welcome to the show and go. Morning, morning. How is everyone? Well, if we're being honest, not not amazing, Hoops. But, um, yeah, after, after I saw you yesterday afternoon, you were probably expecting that. But, mate, thanks very much for, for giving us your time this morning. And uh, firstly, mate, what did you, th- you make of the Waratahs uh, versus the Brumbies last night? Well, before that, um, <laughs> mate, I, I didn't think you would. I didn't think you'd remember my offer to, uh, to have a chat here this morning. I really thought it would just go straight over. But um, yeah, no, thanks for thanks for giving me a call. I did watch the game, um, mate. Uh, look, I, I think 
the game was um, the game was tighter. I, I, know, I know it was only seven points in the end, but um, the Brumbies did just some really nice things to get themselves into the twenty-two. I mean, the the Waratahs there, um, yeah, like we had some very low stats um, in terms of when we we're inside their twenty-two for majority of the game. You know, so I think the Brumbies did well in playing good Brumby ball by um, you know the malls and and then the box kicks off Whitey to mistake. Um, you know, they caught a few of our guys um, with the, the escorts and, and those type of things, yeah. um, which made it difficult. But, um, you know, and then they get into your 22 and they're hard to stop when they get in that zone. Hoops, Jimmy Galvin here, mate. Thank you for coming down yesterday to Wacker Rugby. I heard rumours that you were perched up uh, on the hill taking it all in. Mate, um, how is it seeing Jakey Gordon in the Waratahs captaincy role for you? Um, you know, was, was that a big decision for you not to take that back on since coming back from Japan? Uh, hey Jimmy, um, yeah, mate. Congrats on yesterday. It looks spectacular. I mean, you've uh, you caught a little window there with Aqua Rugby because um, it's horrible again down here today. Thank so you, mate. Uh, well done with it, mate. It looked it looked really fantastic. So um, thank you, mate. Great uh, persistence there, um, mate. Um, no, no, I had no intention of. Um, I, I've uh, you know I haven't been captain since the Waratahs since 2019. So um, you know it was always uh, it was never on my mind to to be in that position again. I think. Jake, um, you know, is a is a leader going forward in that role, and he's going to grow and grow. and And there's plenty of other guys in there doing some great stuff. So that was never on the radar um, at all in my end. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, talking about radars, when can we see Michael Hooper playing back in the, the sky blue? Uh, so I'll be back in training. Um, I am training at the moment, doing a lot of rehab. Um, but I will be back in there in two weeks. Um, so the round six game against. Uh, Queensland, um, and then it'll just be a return to play situation. So with this, uh, the foot that's given me a lot of grief over this break, um, you know, getting that back to to where it needs to be to to run out. Hoops, you've had a little baby boy in the past yeah, few congrats. weeks. Yeah, congrats, congratulations! Tommy. I got to meet him yesterday. Did you? Yeah. Well, mate, how are you yeah. finding uh, how are you finding fatherhood, mate? Well, he's actually in the front pack at the moment. So <laughs> you... got, yeah, so he's, doing, the, doing the walk. Wet. Doing the walk down the the promenade, uh, absolutely sweating up a storm. It's like um, a little heat pack on your front. So um, yeah, um, it's uh, it looks a lot better than what it is. It's, uh, yeah, and then he's got a bit of dribble on my shirt, so he can't wear nice things anymore. Not that I ever did, but uh, yeah, it's gone. Oh, well, hoops. Thank you so much for your time this morning on the show and go, mate. Good luck with your recovery and getting back on the pitch. And I'm sure we'll catch up uh, with you uh, as we go on throughout the season. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, guys. See you Thanks, later. Hoops. Cheers, Thanks, mate. Hoops. Now, guys, if you would like to call in or text in for a chat, text us on 0457 736 736. For now, we're heading to the news. This is Jimmy and Drew on The Show and Go. Welcome to The Show and Go with Jimmy and Drew on SEN. Welcome back to The Show and Go on SEN with Jimmy Galvin and Drew Mitchell. Now we're joined by a special guest, Wallaroo's captain, Grace Hamilton. Gracie, welcome to the show and go. Hi, how are you guys? <laughs> we're, oh, we're not we're too bad. Okay. We're going okay this morning. How are you? Um, all right. Good you time. had any sleep last night? Um, Drew, I'll let you answer that. Uh, look, yeah, we, we, we've, we've, we've <laughs> shut the eyes. We've shut the eyes, Gracie. Uh, how did you pull up after the first game? Yeah, good. Um, it was just so good to be out playing again. So, um, And I've come back from injury, so I've held up, which is nice. And so, obviously, uh, you girls, Waratahs, were victorious over the Brumbies, 31-17. What did you make of the performance of the Waratahs? Uh, yeah, 
it was it was all right. Um, we struggled in the first half. It started teaming, and I think probably the best thing for us is it actually has been raining in Sydney all week. So <laughs> at least we trained in a thunderstorm. Um, but yeah, we struggled in the first half just to string phases together because um, it was torrential. But then uh, start of the second half, we came out and got the job done, which is what we were needed to do. Hey, Gracie, Mahalia Murphy playing some incredible footy at the moment. Yeah, um, she got a hat trick. Oh, we might have lost you there, Gracie. Gracie, we got you. Hello? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Grace, have you got 3G or what's going on? I don't know. <laughs> uh, look, we've, we've, we've unfortunately lost Grace Hamilton there, guys, but it was good to see the Warrior, Super, Super W uh, Waratahs get, get up there yesterday. And, and as, as Gracie was saying, tough conditions. Mm. Uh, first hit out of the season, you, you can't be too upset with that. Oh, look, it was, it was great to see the Waratahs get up over the Brumbies girls as well, like a big clash. That was a big clash of the weekend. But also just great to see the Super W back. Uh, you know, obviously been difficult the last couple of years with COVID and and uh, delays in their competition and that type of thing. And and now it's um yeah it's back. And also the the introduction of the Fijiana Ndrua, mm. um, who are really strong, sixty six five winners over yeah. the Rebels. You warned us about this. Yeah, and and, and the Reds and the the Waratahs. The, the, I guess the sorry the yeah the Reds and Waratahs, but also the Brumbies probably looking over their shoulder a little bit when the Fijiana and Drew were named to, to play in this competition. Mm, mm. Had a couple of uh, trial games, and then everyone's like, oh, hang on a minute. These, mm. these girls can play. And first hit out, season proper, 66-5 over the Rebels. Mm. They're, they're going to be a problem as well. Uh, absolutely. I think that's going to be a really interesting game when we see them up against the New South Wales Waratahs women's. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously such a huge winning streak, but they've got a target on their back, the, the Super W Waratahs. Um, and, and I'm looking forward to that clash. And look, I think we've got a doubleheader next week, actually, out at Leichhardt Oval with Super yep. W. And, yeah, and, plenty and of doubleheaders uh, yeah. coming up. So I like that. Yeah. I think that's a, a great initiative. And yep. and uh, I, ho- I hope we get some crowds down there. I know for the last Waratahs game down at Leichhardt, the, the conditions were awful. And Still yeah. a good crowd, though. Yeah. In those conditions. Yeah. But, yeah, and then and the last game was obviously the Reds versus the Western Force on Friday night. Reds up 43-7 in that fixture. Uh, again, some pretty silky skills. Um, Avania Wong on the on the uh, the left wing for the Reds, and also Costello on the right wing were really impressive. So, uh, yeah, pl- plenty of exciting action in the Super W over the weekend. Their first uh, first round, um, yeah, plenty to like about it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, Drew, moving on. Mm-hmm. Let's have a little bit of a chat about yesterday. Yeah. Aqua Rugby. Um, look, this was your baby. Five years ago, you thought of this idea. You and a couple of mates sitting around having a bit of a chat, and it's been a long time coming, and you had to go through some adversity on Friday. Mm. Talk us through your headspace when you oh. were told by the Maritime that you couldn't get the pontoon from Parramatta to Manly because the swell was too too dangerous. Well, yeah, look, it was, it was gut-wrenching, heartbreaking, uh, not just... For myself, but more importantly, our team, our sponsors, you know. So really quickly, Aqua Rugby is a floating pontoon uh, in Manly Harbour, five-on-five rugby, score your tries by jumping off the end, tackle each other off the edge into touch, um, five super yachts around, enjoying corporate hospitality. There was thousands of people, hundreds and probably a thousand at some point on on the shoreline, enjoying the action, big screens, 
players pavilions uh teams all across sydney well represented there was an army versus navy exhibition Ooh, game that that was my match of the day actually men's and women's as well so it was like it was, it was an epic event and yeah and like you say Friday, unfortunately, it couldn't happen. No, no, it was it, it, it was tough. With the thirty by thirty meter pitch, we we just couldn't risk on Friday getting it across in dangerous swell. But alas, uh, we did get it over later in the day, in in the evening there, and had it ready to go for play yesterday. And I was gobsmacked at how good the actual play was. Now, um, and that Army versus Navy Invitational game, your brother was on there actually. And two brothers. Two brothers. Yeah, they played. They played for the Army. Um, those guys have been in the Army for a number of years and, and represent the Army and, and coach the Army team. And I just I, I don't know what happened because my eldest brother, Zane, mm. was the only bloke. They just played with no shirt on. It was weird. It was weird. <laughs> it was, there was a bit of that. We uh, we also saw Laurie Weeks playing in Budgie Smugglers Only. Yeah. He had, yeah. He had a pretty good game. He put a pretty pretty big hit Mate, on him. He, he, look, it's going to be on Channel 9 in two weeks. And he put, like, the first hit up of the game. We, I played for the Western Force um, alongside Laurie Weeks. And we played against uh, the Pig Athletic Club. Yes, yeah. And the first tap, first run of the game, he put absolute mm. shot yeah, it was big. on one of those boys. And the referee came over and said, look, he can't play anymore. He's, he's been HIA'd. Yeah. And that was the, like, the in- like the intensity of the game. Like oh, it, 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 it was hard. It was hard footy. And the standard <sighs> was great. And I'll tell you what, the women's rugby was unbelievable. Some of the flips we saw going into the water, yeah. some of the, the big hits, it was played with passion. And, and that's all you can ask I, for. I, I was on the boat going over to the pontoon, just not really too sure about what, level and intensity everyone's going to take it at and then Laurie set the tone with that first first tackle but I think then I was also able to spend some time on one of the yachts and uh and enjoy just sort of the atmosphere and and the experience that was the corporate hospitality that you you, you provided throughout the the course of the weekend and like mate it's just a good good vibe and it's I, I think like selfishly I think it was something that the, the game needs as well something different mm. we had people we had Rugby, the stars of rugby league there, and Mark Gasney played well. I thought Gaz played well. Jack, Jimmy Graham played well as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he called up one. I think he's in retirement. He's not been able to hit too many bikes, so he, he just he, wanted, needed, he needed that yesterday. He needed it. He yeah. needed it. Yeah. Uh, Cooper Cronk. He didn't play. His shoulder, obviously. Well, he, he brushed your message. Yeah, he brushed my message, but I, I had a word to him because he, he and I were teammates back in schoolboy rugby. Right. We played uh, ARC versus GPS together. Yeah, okay. He was St Lawrence's um, old boy. I was St Pat's. And so we were teammates, and I said, "Mate, I, I hit you up to uh, to play," but he, he brushed that message, so he was, yeah. he was apologetic, and uh, we had a an espresso martini to 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 oh, did you? to wa- to wash that away uh, yesterday afternoon. But look, it's just people all around, um, yeah. really loving the experience, and I I think uh, you won't have too much trouble having. Uh, repeat uh, customers going into November's event. Yeah, yeah. We are looking ahead towards November. Very, very proud of what our team put together there. This- wait, wait, hold on. Were, were you able to enjoy the day at all? Not really. <laughs> no. you just, each time I looked at you, you were so stressed. I was white in the face <laughs> the entire day. I'm, I'm, I was whiter in the face than I am now. Mate, you talk about white in the face. What about we were attempting an unofficial world record, the highest rugby ball ever caught, for, dropped from a helicopter? Yeah. So Andrew Mertens and I, head-to-head, we had five attempts each. Terrible. Neither of us got a fingertip to any of them. Mertens could have got a fingertip yeah. to one. Yeah. And he pulled out. Yeah, he was, he was disappointing. He was, yeah, Mertens was, was disappointing. Only one of my 
five attempts. Only one ball landed on the pontoon. The other four landed in the water. So I, I had a bit, bit of an issue with the helicopter guys and, and who was dropping the ball from from up there. They just weren't working you, with you, me. You, you can't blame the helicopter Mate, you guys. Can, no. you can only work with the, the ball drops that you've got. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, this is the show and go on SEN 1170 with Drew and Jimmy. We'll be back with Hot and Cold just after the break. You're listening to The Show and Go with Jimmy and Drew on SEN. Welcome back to The Show and Go on SEN with Jimmy and Drew. Now, Drew, we're joined by someone, someone contentious, someone controversial, someone you mentioned (laughs) before. We have Andrew Mertens on the line, and he might be able to give us a little bit more clarity about this helicopter incident yesterday. Welcome, Andrew Mertens. Good morning, team. I don't know about clarity. I I doubt I ever offer that, but... uh, I saw the helicopter. That's about as close as I got yesterday. Mate, there was a couple of attempts where if you just reached your hands out, you would have got a touch, but it's almost like you're allergic to the footy. Mate, I didn't get to play like you. You sort of international rugby out, out on the wing where you had to actually work hard and run around and stuff like that. <laughs> I was playing at 10 in an era where you could just stick your hand out and, and the ball would sort of land in them, and that was what my approach was pretty much yesterday, as you saw. <laughs> If the ball didn't land in my arms, there was no way I was going to run around like you did, skin my knees by diving for stuff. Like, honestly, you know, I, I appreciate it. I admire what you, what you did, but uh, would I go running around and, and exerting myself like that? No. So if those guys couldn't get the accuracy to land the ball right in my arms, then uh, I think it was a zero, and it was. I, I just I just can't see how you can blame the helicopter on, on that one. But uh, Mertz, just going on to the, the New Zealand teams here for, for Super Rugby, mate, who have you got shaping up as your favourites uh, going in, into week three of Super Rugby? Well, as you guys know, I'm very objective, no bias at all. <laughs> but the competition, darling, everyone's at least second favourite team, the Crusaders, I think, are <laughs> uh, looking good. That, that first week, they, they had things a bit tough against uh, against. I play the Blues first week. I'm already overloaded with rugby information. We're yeah. three weeks in, but um, they they had it pretty tough, I think, uh, in their first week. Oh, that was the, the Hurricanes scored a couple of tries at the end. So the competition over there is really tight. If you look at yesterday's games, mm. well, I know it's one competition, but yesterday's games as well. You know, mm. tight Hurricanes Highlanders, tight Blues Chiefs, um, and Crusaders got a got a, a bit of a fright, I guess, against Minor Pacifica playing their first game scored the first points of the game and really put the heat on. Christina's had to revert to driving uh, a couple of malls over the line and scoring through Cody Taylor. So, you know, they had to resort to strong arming. So it's a really, really tough competition. I still think Crusaders, the clean will rise. Mate, there's a lot of um, interest in Roger Tuovasashek coming across from Rugby League and, and uh, now playing for the Blues. He's keen to try and force his way into this All Black squad. Do you, do you, have you been impressed with what he's put out there so far? And do you think there's maybe a chance that he could find a, a home in the All Blacks jersey? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think so, Drew. And, and it, mate, his first, his first few touches, we know he's got a good rugby background from you know schoolboy days and junior rugby and stuff. Um, he's a talented player, full stop, but he does have an awareness. And I think you know Leon McDonald, the, the coach of the Blues, has always said he's going to try him at 12. Uh, he is a creator. He gets some impetus going. You know, his first couple of touches alongside Rico Ioane in that first game with the Blues, he, he just looked potent. And uh, no, I think um, I, I think he's awesome, and he's going to fit into that, that midfield mix. They've got Anton Leonard Brown who can bounce between twelve and thirteen. 
they can put Rico Yoni on the wing or they can have him in at centre, bringing that uh, that outside break, all that gas. They've now drew Clark back to to put on the wing as well. So, you know, it's an embarrassment of riches in some ways. Mm. And I think Trevor Sashik's going to fit in there. But, I mean, more pressing for me at the moment is wondering what time you finished last night. I mean, <laughs> you were very carefully divorced. I wouldn't say you'd go and win a karaoke contest. No, no. It's what what li- happened? A li- little raspy. But look, there was a lot to celebrate last night after the, su- <laughs> the success yeah. of Aqua Rugby. And um, yeah, look, it was, it was good fun. But we'll, we'll be fresher next week. <laughs> um, but Mertz, what about um, just, we, we spoke about James O'Connor earlier in the show in terms of his masterclass on Friday night. Got a couple of young guys, Noel Olesu. Uh, I thought, I think Rishan uh, Pasatel is also showing a little bit at number 10. What, what do you think, into, like being a former 10 yourself, how have you been impressed by James O'Connor, but also the younger guys coming through as well? Ben Donaldson also for the Waratahs, he's been impressive as well. Yeah, well, they, um, and, and apologise to, to listeners if I wrap it on a little bit, but I'm probably doing you a favour. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> No, they they have been good, and particularly in taking on the line. And yeah. you know, it's obviously a strength over New Zealand when you look at you know Bowden Barrett over the years and, and um, Richie Lerner particularly. Just you know, the feet and and knowing the times to take on the line, not just taking it on in a silly manner, but knowing the right times just to keep the defence honest. And I think what we've seen, and it's probably the challenge for for say a Ben Donaldson. He's probably doesn't have that that uh, maybe a, a attacking prowess that. The others do, like Pasitoa, Noah Lolisio, of course, and then James O'Connor for Friday night. So, But I noticed he was taking on the line a little bit more um, last night. But certainly Pasitoa's been good because he sort of glides into it. It doesn't look try hard when he takes on the line either and um, just sort of picks the right moments. He, he's fitting into the play and moving the ball along. He's got Richard Kahui alongside him, who's providing a lot of experience and probably voice and, and helping to control the game the game, so he can come in and use himself well. O'Connor on um, on Friday night was really good, you know, like, he's driving the team around the field, but again, using it's very easy at 10, I think, to fit into that, or start getting into that rut where you're just sort of moving it to other players and, and using the resources around you, and almost forgetting to use yourself as an attacking threat as well, which is important, and like I say, to keep the defence honest, so um, O'Connor was doing that, he, he was sort of popping up on the loop around as a you know as a fly half, but getting a bit wider as a distributor, and then the timing of the pass that those Reds used the other night, they've identified uh, poor old Kyle Godwin who was mm. making the decisions on the defence and coming in. They they got his number quite early, and they just kept hitting redial and um, just just holding up the pass a little bit and punching into the gaps. So that was really impressive, and O'Connor was a massive part of that. So yeah, that's spreading you know the I guess the competition. Um, across uh, a lot of the teams now, with, with the, the likes of Pasitoa coming through, it looked for a while like you know Lolasio was on, on his own as the anointed heir to, uh, to, to to O'Connor and sort of the, the Foley era and that sort of thing. So um, I think it's good for good for the teams. Mertz, thank you so much for your insight. Thank you so much for your energy yesterday, <laughs> mate. And uh, mate, it, it's looking like a, an exciting time for Super Rugby and yourself. Thanks for joining the uh, show well, and go, mate. Well, it's great for rugby, and it was nice to be along for the ride. And I thank you and everyone else <laughs> put in the hard work. And, and you know, you you guys know how much you've put into that. And it was just so awesome that we got a break in the weather for oh, rugby yesterday, and and a, and a chance to get the community around. And everyone had a, had a great time. And it's going to be the start of huge things, and for all you guys have made you know a lot more effort than I have on it. And, <laughs> and clearly, yesterday underneath the helicopter, that was the, the show. Oh, that was that a was good effort, mate. Nice. 
was just chuffed for you, and, and the rugby community is growing over here, and there's a challenge ahead, and, and that's going to be a big part of it as well. So well done. Thanks so much, Mitz. Well, thank you for joining the show and go. We'll be back after the break. You're listening to the show and go with Jimmy and Drew on SEN. Welcome back to the show and go with Jimmy and Drew on SEN. Now, Drew, let's preview round four of Super Rugby this week. So first up, we've got the Blues and Highlanders. Who have you got there, Drew? Uh, I think the Blues. Yeah. Blues are just looking sharp. Uh, whilst they got away with one yesterday, uh, the Chiefs probably should have taken that. Um, I still think they're, they're going to be too strong for the Highlanders. Uh, Rebels Brumbies. Now this is a big game for the Rebels to uh, to, to pull their socks up, but it's not looking. It's good for Brumbies them. thirteen plus. Really, Rebels. Yeah, you'd put that bet down. Oh, like I put everything on it. <laughs> Re- Rebels aren't impressing me whatsoever. What did they do? What did they do? What did, what did they change? I don't know. <laughs> Lost Mate, if, if I knew, I'd be the head coach or the CEO. <laughs> uh, Hurricanes Moana Pacifica. Uh, look, Hurricanes will be too strong, but I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing from the minor Pacifica side. Crusaders Chiefs, that's a great game. Yeah, big game, uh, but I think the Crusaders, like Mert said, they're just, they're just too, they're a class above. Reds and Drua? This will be, a, this will be a good game. Uh, I like the, the way that the Fijian and Drua play, but I think, again, the Reds, probably around their set piece, Teniello Tupo will, will have a big impact around set piece, and I think they'll be too strong. And the big one on Sunday afternoon, the Waratahs and the Force at 2 p.m. That's a big game. Who have you got there? Yeah, I mean, you've, you've played for both clubs. Both, both teams. <laughs> Mate, there's not many teams I haven't played for. But, um, <laughs> yeah, look, this is a big game. And Western Force will be gritty. Um, but I, I'm liking what I'm seeing with Darren Coleman, okay. the new, new coach of the Waratahs. And I, I think the Waratahs will be too strong. Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you for joining us on the show and go today with Jimmy and Drew. Well, we got there in the end after a, uh, a great day with Aqua Rugby yesterday and a great round of Super Rugby as well. I hope you can join us at the same time next week on t- at 10 a.m. on SEN 1170 here in Sydney uh, and around the country too. We'll see you next week. <laughs>